0: Welcome to Show Me the Mommy, the podcast where we explore the stories of local moms, business owners, and fascinating individuals in Southeast Missouri. We are your hosts, Laura,
1: Rory, and Kelly.
0: Join us as we engage in conversations that cover a variety of topics from parenting to entrepreneurship and everything in between. This is Show Me the Mommy. Let's dive into our guest, Erin Randall, a licensed clinical social worker who has her own telehealth practice called Sunrise Therapy Services. Her main focus is helping professionals, new moms, and parenting young children. So Erin, this is part two.
1: Yes, we are back for part two and we are talking about the transition into motherhood. So let's which is in.
2: Let's terrible. Do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is um something I could talk about for a long time. So I really appreciate you having me. Um okay,
0: what's the main what's the main challenge let's say, just where start are we there. start there? Yeah, start at the top. The main the
2: challenge with transitioning into motherhood? Yeah. Okay. It's
0: physically, <laughs> emotionally. So like, that's
2: a loaded question. Again, <laughs> I think the Biggest challenge of transitioning into motherhood is redefining who we are, what our lifestyle is about to look like, what it's going to look like this month from next month, um, what our work-life balance, our family home-life balance is going to look like. I would say redefining and finding our new normal Mm. and that it won't feel normal for a while. right? Even if we have gratitude and joy towards the transition, there might be lingering yuck. There might be like perpetual ick to it, and trying to figure out how much of that ick we can navigate. How much is too much, and we need help, right? Um, and yeah, I would say the biggest challenge is that people come to me saying like, "I don't, I don't even know who I am anymore. I've made so many compromises lately that I've compromised my entire self," mm-hmm. and that is that is often where I start with. Okay. Yeah. I think are can all relate to that. You're a whole new person. You are a whole new person. New titles. Right. New and then like also then you you're not. To, and yeah.
0: you have to
1: keep a whole nother human alive. Uh, like you're the responsibility. That, part. that, just yeah. that little part. <laughs> just that little <laughs> old, little tiny sliver. <laughs> throw it in there.
2: Yeah. I think no from the, the mom <laughs> finding herself perspective that that would be hard. Right. The challenge. But in, in the big scheme of things I would say just like basic needs um are very very challenging to figure out like how do we get this newborn where it needs to be is this cry normal or do I call the pediatrician or whatever you know um medical help you prefer and then like excuse me like how how do I do this like what's right and then like redefining what you like the kind of parent you thought you were going to be and then how you're actually It's quite the challenge for people. Don't have any expectations, right? Well, (laughs) because I think
1: you can, before you have kids, you could, I would would never let my kids do this. I would never do
2: this. (laughs) I would never do do that. And then you have kids and it is all out the window. Oh, 100%. And this might be like already diving in a little too much but I also think of like the things that we learn about our babies and then our bodies and how they change like our you know a baby is born with some kind of health issue even like has reflux yeah I mean it's like oh it's so normal a lot of they babies sleep, are colicky I'm like do not normalize this like it can be normal but also terrifying. it might be common but it's right uh, easy right. right it's not easy it's still hard to navigate um and so I think that part of like, what kind of baby am I getting? Mm. <laughs> and then. And you what,
0: never know.
1: But that's never not that <laughs> well, and I think even if you have a baby that's defined as easy, it's still not. Right. It's still
2: not easy. I Right. Because there's more like to the formula, mm-hmm. right? More to the algorithm than just how the baby's doing. Like, how's our body doing? Yeah. How are we doing? Um, Are we recovering? And then like, even like. C section, right? Versus like natural birth versus like planned and um oh man. There's just so many variables to it that make the transition really challenging. So, um, yeah, I forgot what the rest of the question was, but I would say like that's very The basic needs. Yes, the basic needs of the baby, the family, the household, yourself. And I think we might talk about this later, but I would also throw in there like if you already have kids at home, yeah, (laughs) like to redefine what that relationship is going to look like and how you want to make time or navigate that within, with, a, with a new baby. Because says it-
1: you just recently added a new baby to your family. So yeah. you have
2: oh. two small
1: kids and then you just had your third. So yeah. talk about what that was like adding a third baby into the mix.
2: Okay, so mm. <laughs> <laughs> let me clear my throat. a like, up. Is there anything else in this coffee? <laughs> um, I would say that it was really amazing, would be like the biggest title I would give it, and also really frustrating. Um, so I have a six year old, a four year old, and a five month old. So The older two are 22 months apart, and then there's a four- and six-year age gap between this one, and they are fantastic. They're fantastic brothers and sisters, and I'm really not just saying that. Like, they're so good. Um, But they also were used to a certain version of me, Mm -hmm. a version that would be available to tuck them in and sit on the side of the bathtub while they play. And now I've got a screaming baby Mm -hmm. that only needs me, right? (laughs) Like, she only—no one else can do this sometimes, And so it's like, hold on, hold on, hold on. And then my self-talk gets a little mean to me. He's like, what am I, am I screwing up my kids, right? They're not good enough. They're not important enough. And so I don't know if that's how that's landing for them, but that's something in the back of my mind because I don't get to be the same kind of mom to them as I was six months ago. Um, But I think if you have resources, whether that be daycare, family friends, whatever, I would really encourage you to use them in a way that feels okay and safe to you. Um, cuz I wanted to like do it all. Like I wanted to I wanted to do it, right? Like I wanted to be the one that could do it all. I also had a C-section and I physically couldn't do it all. Right. So, I like I couldn't even lift my children, right? Um so I think navigating those things is really challenging and then I say this a lot. It's like more than one thing can be true at the same time. I can be super freaking frustrated and exhausted and, like, so grateful.
1: Yeah, yeah. absolutely.
2: And doing it all is a myth. <laughs> Come on. <Yeah. laughs> it's a myth. It's, an it's a myth, myth that I want to disprove, yeah. right? I'm going to be the one to say <laughs> yeah. you can do it all. But I haven't I haven't been the one yet, so I guess that, that yeah. hasn't happened.
1: Well, because I think even if we are – doing it all i think we can always add something else on top
0: of that that we didn't do i think it'll just never be enough it's never enough for us i mean you can't give enough to your kids right like you can't be enough you can't i the what i would want to give my kid it's not enough there's not enough hours in the day or even of of everything i'd want to give her all the sunshine roses love you know and it's like there's never going to be enough for her
2: Mm -mm. right right
1: uh I don't know that I can think of a single day where I was like, I loved my kids the, in the right ways the the whole day. I showed up for my kids in the right way the whole day. Yeah. They, you know, I just don't think that that exists because I think we're all so hard on ourselves.
2: Yeah. I I would say one piece of language that helps me is a majority of the time. A majority of today, mm-hmm. we got shit done. Right. Yeah. <laughs> a majority of today, we survived. Or... Or a majority of the day totally sucked, it was chaos, so that it's not so black and white mm-hmm. because um, that's not really a healthy place to be um, and it's unobtainable, right? It's all, it was all great today. I'm not sure like we'd be able to really say that. Maybe overall it was a good day or overall it was kind of an icky day um, and kind of give ourselves permission to say, okay, a majority of the time or most of the things today were okay right? Like I got most of the things done on my to-do list or whatever that would sound like for you.
3: I always say there's always tomorrow. <laughs> That's a yeah. good way to say that. <laughs> no,
0: true. I heard yeah. a quote once that said, don't make a happier kid happy, happier or don't make a happy kid happier. So meaning that if they're playing in the mud with a stick and they're very happy, don't come over and try to make them happier. Like they're already happy. Let mm. them be. I and that. I live by that. So I'm like, girl, you, you run off that trampoline, break those legs. I don't yeah. care. You know, you're <laughs> not having a good time. Whatever, uh, but it is helpful because I feel like we we have to make it more right. We're like, oh well, you're happy with that. Let me let me show you this, and it brings so much more stress on ourselves. To now, I got to go get this huge play place, or now I got to do this, and it's like they're so happy as they are. So just let them be happy.
2: Yeah, wow, what a like nice gift to give yourself though. Yeah, like permission. Yeah, to let I'm working on it. Right, yes, <laughs> giving yourself permission to say they're cool. Yeah, right, like they're good, um, and. Yeah. And letting yourself have that for a moment, letting them have that, like what a what a gift to give them. Right. Sometimes um, we're so hard on ourselves that it actually like does a disservice. Like we're not able to be present and joyful yeah. because we're so worried about being present and joyful percent <laughs> for them. And so I would be curious about giving yourself permission like, OK, I'm not present or joyful today, but like they're cool. Yeah. Like, or <laughs> we may have watched that cartoon 10 times, but they're cool. you know, and kind of kind of looking at it that way or whatever language that kind of gives you permission to like just be right. Just be enough in in that way would be helpful because like we were just talking about, like nothing is going to be perfect. Nothing is going to be all the time. All the things make a happy kid happier. Yeah, That sounds exhausting. It is.
1: What is it? What's your advice? If Let's say you're both kind of like losing it. Like the kids are losing it. Mm. I'm losing it. Like,
3: oh, (laughs) yeah, asking
1: for myself.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I lock myself in my office for just five (laughs) minutes. Well, and I'm such a broken record today. But I honestly, back to you've got to recognize it's happening, Mm -hmm. right? You have to like notice that. For some people, it's that self talk of like gosh, this is so frustrating, or whatever kind of self-talk you've got going on. Some people, it's like, there's a tightness in my chest. It's a Bruin. I'm getting hotter, right? Or um, just our body language kind of thing. So recognizing it would be a pretty big part of that puzzle. And then what feels good to you? Because making our kids less happy or doing unnecessary, I want to say damage, but um, isn't really what we're going for, right? So locking ourselves in our office for a few minutes, I literally... I literally have to count in my head. If my four year old, I'm like, put on your shoes, right? And she's putting them on. She is actively putting them on, but not fast enough. Not fast and not- <laughs> I'm like, one, <laughs> two, three, just to myself. And then if she's not there by 10, then I'll go and intervene, right? So that's like, that's one thing. Another thing um, the walking away, the counting, honestly, taking a breath. Some people, some people like, I'm going to take a sip of water, right, or whatever is obtainable to you, right in that moment, that can just kind of let you recognize that there's more to this story, more to this, just this moment and how we're feeling in this moment, Um, and also remembering that we're we're kind of modeling these behaviors for our kids, and I want to double back on that because like that's bigger than just don't forget on your kids. Freak out on them because you're human and it's going to happen and then recognize it and maybe circle back to it. Mm-hmm. Right. Hey, I, I didn't appreciate your behavior just now. And my response was not was not what she deserved. Somebody told me yeah. once that the disconnect is going to happen. That's
0: life. But the reconnect is the most important.
2: Yeah. It's I call, how you handle it. Yeah. I call it repair the tear. Mm. Right? Repair the tear. So, whatever, again, whatever that looks like for you, I'm sorry. And then people will be like, well, I'm just always apologizing to my kid. My sorries aren't going to mean anything eventually. I'm like. no, oh, Do I don't think so. No. I think they will mean something. <laughs> yeah. It will
3: mean something. Yeah. My mom apologized to me once, mm. and I've never forgotten that. Right. Because. Listen, like, it was big to me. I'm sure. So I was like. She's sorry. <laughs>
0: Why <laughs> sorry? I'm still waiting. No.
3: <laughs>
0: yeah so, I though that generation of parents to give yes. them a break. That is just so not how the world was right. back then. Oh, right? Yeah. You did not go back and apologize to your kids about anything, or or. It just was a different life, you know, so I do. I think it's very important that we do do that reconnect part. And we just know. Yes. Differently now.
3: breaking the cycle. Not
0: that it was horrible, but. I really think intention means everything. Right. So like, yeah, I was like, I don't feel like my parents intended to hurt me. I don't think I think it was just the culture of that. All of of the The whole generation, generation, because it's a very you hear it from everybody that came from that generation. But um,
2: I would also say intention and impact. Yeah. Right. Like. Both can have a place and one doesn't always supersede the other. So we can say, I have grace for that generation Yeah, because there's something in the water of that generation, right? right? There was, it's a, it's a holistic experience that a lot of us are having and this is how it impacted me. Mm -hmm. So when people come, they're like, I, you know, freaked down on my kid again and I feel terrible about it. And what if I'm doing X, Y, and Z that happened to me? And I'm so scared Mm -hmm. of like being in the trenches with my kid and not coming out of it. I would be curious to ask yourself, like, did your parents go to therapy? Like, mm-hmm. did did they ever apologize? Right. Like or maybe it's not as big as apologies in therapy. Maybe it's like, did they even recognize yeah. that they could have maybe handled that better?
0: Yeah, I think yeah. It, it's a subconscious thing. hundred percent. Like, yeah. it's just like we did. I think every parent really is trying their best. I mean, we're all just like oh, we're doing sure. our best, you know, yeah. for the most part. Uh-huh. We
1: do the best we can with the information that we have. Yeah. <laughs> One thing that I have started to do, um, my old my oldest is ten, um, and so there gets to be like these power struggles. And I think it looks a little bit different when you know a ten year old versus a toddler. But yeah. I have really started to say to him, "All right, like I'm I'm struggling right now, and I'm feeling really, I'm feeling really irritated, or I'm feeling really frustrated." And I I need to walk away for a minute. I think it's really important to like tell your kids how you're feeling. Yeah. Like, hey, I'm feeling triggered. Like I'm feeling, and that helps them to kind of recognize their feelings. As I well. say that. I say that too,
3: and they recognize and they're yeah. like, okay, right? Like they get it now.
0: Can't wait to say that to my 16 month old.
3: She screams in my face and slaps. about eight more years. Yeah, okay,
0: eight I'm years. Frustrated yeah. right now. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: Yeah, I think, and that's, doesn't that go back to what we've been talking about of being aware? We're literally modeling awareness for our kids. Mm-hmm. This is what frustrated looks like and feels like to me. Um, so important.
3: I My yeah. my almost 13-year-old will say to me, are you overwhelmed right now? Aww. And I'll be like, yeah, I am. And he so he recognizes it too because I've said it. Which in yes, turn like would help saying. him recognize yeah. his own. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. yeah. Amazing. When I was navigating, and oh, I guess I still am, I mean, my baby's only five months old, but when I was really in the trenches navigating three kids and a newborn, um, I would say, I'm only one person, guys, I'm only one person, right, because they need this, they need milk, they need supper, the baby's crying, uh-huh. and I'd say, I'm only one person, and it, I mean, it's so... Funny and also meaningful to me that now five months later my kids will be like, You're only one person I'm like you oh, know that's right, dude. Like <laughs> Amen, hallelujah. Yeah. Right? And it also takes that shame, blame, guilt part out of that childhood development, not completely, but it can start Um, The process of the child recognizing like mom can be grumpy and in a bad mood and it's not my fault. Mm -hmm. Like I'm not bad. I didn't do something wrong. Like Kelly is frustrated. Right. Mm. Mom is feeling overwhelmed. And like what? I don't know. I just I get curious like how that language would have maybe landed differently. Yeah. For some of our other experiences. Okay,
0: Okay, So becoming a new mom is incredibly lonely. What are some strategies to cope deal? How do we navigate that?
2: I, the first thing that I think of when you ask me that is like some people kind of like to be alone, man, and in like
0: <laughs> I relate. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so what's lonely versus ah uh, right <laughs> like, yeah goodbye yeah see you later um how to navigate the loneliness as a new mom kind of like it's today right it's Wednesday there's always tomorrow like that kind of language or even like um. <laughs> like okay I am lonely this feels lonely and back to this like more than one thing could be true mm. I feel lonely and overwhelmed and tired and hungry Yeah. Um, and let me just tackle one of those things right now and if loneliness is the one thing you want to tackle like see, see what that looks like for you um, and maybe we give ourselves permission to scroll our phone for a little bit maybe that's the quickest thing we can obtain to kind of curve the loneliness as a social media outlet Sometimes it's as um, formal as, like, inviting people over or going somewhere, um, a phone call or whatever. If that if loneliness is the thing that you want to tackle right then and there.
0: Let me rephrase it. Yeah. Is it lonely or do we feel alone?
1: Because so, I think I know. I think
0: it's maybe alone. We feel alone in this. It's all on us.
1: Well, and also I know I can be in mm. a house full of my family and then yeah. still feel, feel alone. alone.
0: Yeah. Maybe that's a
2: that is vibe. A really good, that is definitely the vibe. Mm-hmm. That is a thousand percent Revise the vibe. Rephrase the question. <laughs> yeah. So how do we navigate the feeling of loneliness? Because it is and can be on us to navigate a lot of these things. Um, honestly, I don't know that I have a really good answer to yeah. that. I think that there's a lot of... Because women bear the brunt of this,
0: mostly, you know, we do, even if you have a partner or something, we tend to take the hit on our careers, we tend to take the hit on pay, we tend to take the hit on everything. So, and we do usually bear the part of the childcare.
2: Yeah, it's a, it's a big question, because it's a cultural and systemic question. And just like, how does our household run? What's the dynamic in our household, our family system? And are we in a place to shake that up a little? Right? Like, hey, I know that I, this is my load, but, like, these are things I can delegate. These are things I can schedule out. Because even when I go there, people are like, I don't have time to think about what I want to schedule. I'm only doing what's right in front of me. And then that's where resentment can come in, right? Of, like, I'm always seeing the things that need to be done, and it's lonely. Yeah. And um, and then I look at my partner or whoever, and it's like they just get to go or whatever. Um, So... If you can, I would be curious about recognizing, like, someone else could wash the bottles, right? Um, and honestly, giving yourself permission to be annoyed because, damn it, like, it is hard. Mm-hmm. And it's annoying and frustrating and, like, you're allowed to feel that way. Um, and there are things that other people can do to help you out sometimes, right? So if you can delegate those things at all, but yeah, it is lonely, Um Oftentimes, this won't last forever, right? I was just gonna say it's a season, mm-hmm. right? And that's yeah. hard when you're. It's not very in helpful in staring the down the barrel of yeah. the season. Yes. Yeah. it's not very helpful or comforting in the moment. So I hesitate to even say it, you know. Mm-hmm. But I do think there's a lot of truth to it. You can, you know, some people call it a season. Some people just say like this week or this infant stage versus baby stage versus whatever stage we're in transitioning back to work stage all those things can be so lonely because we're going through it so um yeah I would say that like nothing really lasts forever in the in the realm of seasons or like they say the same thing about emotions right no really heavy negative emotion will stay at that intensity and linger forever which on the flip side is true for positive emotions, right? There's really no emotion that lasts forever. So kind of know like it does get better. Um, Even if you're kind of just like lying to yourself and you don't fully believe it and you're in the thick of it, sometimes like, okay, it will get better. Or so-and-so said it's going to get better. And I kind of believe them, right? Mm -hmm. Does it help
0: to change the narrative? Like, um, okay, I'm alone and I'm doing all this on my own and all that stuff. Does it help to maybe empower yourself a little bit more? Or is that just not helpful either?
2: I think it's helpful if it's in combination of giving yourself permission to feel that way in the first place. I'm annoyed and look at me. I can do it, right? Yeah, like I'm frustrated and exhausted and dang, my baby's cute, right? Like maybe it's more than one thing can be true again. Um, Yeah, I would be. I would be careful to not dismiss what you're feeling. Yeah, because then the loneliness is really going to rear up usually yeah um you don't feel validated even in your own body of what you're experiencing so maybe back to like more than one thing can be true this is really hard and oh I love that word though and that is such a big tool of I have to versus I'm choosing to Mm -hmm. um because it does feel um like it takes your empowerment away when you're like I have to get up in the middle of the night or whatever and it's true but maybe maybe what it could sound like is it's really exhausting to get up in the middle of the night and I'm making the choice to feed my baby. And people are like, well, you have to. Okay, but you're still making the choice. Just word it different. Yeah. it's like psychology to yourself. Yes. Reverse psychology. Have to replace with I'm choosing to. Yeah. Sometimes people feel more empowered with that language shift. So It makes sense. It feels better
3: to say that.
0: Sometimes you just have to mourn what's happened to, like I always say, give yourself the day. Right. You're mad. Give yourself 24 hours to be dang mad. And then we get up and we go to work, you know, or we get back to it.
2: Yeah. Yeah. That's a good that's a really good um, piece of advice. Allow yourself to feel it. Yeah. right. Give yourself permission. Yeah.
0: Now it's about five minutes is what I get. But I used to get a day and I get five minutes to get over it fast.
1: So I had a friend of mine. um, It was maybe for my birthday or something. Gave me a coffee mug that said I can do hard things. And I just remember I would always reach for that cup in the mornings and just read it to myself. And I don't know why that helped me so much just to know yeah. I can do hard things.
2: Yeah. You you bring up a good point because um, it's back to this, like, what do you do with the loneliness? Sometimes that self-talk mm. or those mantras really land for people. And I've had other people be like, right? Yeah. Like, whatever. And it's more like... Um, Maybe the "I can do hard things" really lands, and it's a reminder of like, "heck yeah, I can." Mm-hmm. Or maybe yesterday, hard things was not was not it for me, but today I'm going to try again. I'm going to give it a good try today, right? Um, but for other people, it's not self talk. It's like I keep going back to this: take a drink of water. But and just trying to say the simplest of choices, right? Mm-hmm. I have to eat today, okay? But I'm choosing to eat today I'm choosing to grab my coffee mug that I like right and make sure like to be mindful of what it says because I like the message those are really tangible accessible skills that can sometimes decrease the intensity of these symptoms that new moms are experiencing yeah and
3: I I always say the days are really long but the months are really short Oh, that's a good point. And That's true. Yeah, because, you know, the day can seem forever, but then you're like, wow, my kids are five and whatever. And like that went by really quick. But when you're in it, it feels like forever.
2: Yes. And You know what, what I think of when you say that is even that would probably land differently for different people because I sometimes feel like the days are long, the months are long, the years are long. Like, it feels like 500 years since I've had my five-month-old baby, <laughs> and nothing is short around here, right? Like, I, nothing is short. But I like that we're able to say, like, for me, I can do yes. hard things. For me, it's the thing, right, um, of the days are long, but the months are short. And kind of know that those are our things and share those from a lens of this is what works for me, not like this is the truth. Right. right. This is the yes. way to navigate motherhood. Yeah. This and, is
3: what helped me. Yes. To kind of share. Yes. Because it's not a one size fits all. No. The way you talk to yourself
2: or the way there, you're There's things.
1: no like this is the way to navigate motherhood. There's no, no
2: one anyway, way. There's not. I can't think of it. If there is, yeah. I have not crossed that path yet. Yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> what about the exhaustion? The exhaustion. It's in your bones. <laughs> you're a new mom. It's it's it's, it's very very difficult. 10
3: o'clock
2: yeah. nap. <laughs> oh.
0: I know they always say, the doctor told me I was in there, you know, and I'm like swollen. I can't lift my legs. I just had a C section. He'll sleep when the baby sleeps. And I just thought, oh, like, I hate you trying to be that. murdered. Like, <laughs> what's happening?
2: You know, and I get the sentiment of it, but yeah. wow. Exhaustion is so real. And it's kind of like mental health in some ways because I've had the experience with my first, with my six-year-old, um, Rory and I have talked about this. I think I came home from the hospital, and the next day or two days later, I was out in society with my infant, and I felt phenomenal. Like, And I was like, who are you? I <laughs> was my best self, and it wasn't probably six months later that I finally was like, I'm And and kind of what we were talking about um, earlier of anxiety, like I think when I look back on it, I was like, oh, I was really anxious. Yeah. But not right away. Not right away. And I think the exhaustion can do the same thing. Um, A lot of things in our system I found can manifest or have what they call like delayed onset. Um, And so what you're experiencing is probably what you're experiencing. Like trust your judgment as much as you can. Give yourself props. Like if you're like, oh, I feel really energized, but everybody else says it's so exhausting. N- scratch that. <laughs> like, like trust your judgment. If you feel energized, then go for that. If you feel exhausted, yeah, like lean into that. Give yourself permission to say, I'm freaking exhausted. Um, this baby, my five-month-old, exhausted is the word. Mm. Like, there is no grace period. I am not living my best life. Like, I am exhausted. Yeah. Um, And and
1: that can trickle into so many other aspects of life too. Yeah. I mean, that can affect your physical health, your mental health, um, your appetite, your well, the exhaustion
2: uh, isn't
0: always physical either. Right. Like we're just like mentally toast by the end of the day.
2: You know what's funny too about the exhaustion and how it kind of shows up for different people in different ways is three weeks after I had my youngest, I started seeing clients in my private practice again. And people were like, oh, you're back to work. Like, gasping like it was you know and I'm like no 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 (laughs) this is the thing keeping me sane like this is the thing that's Aaron yeah like this is the only piece of Aaron that I get to schedule out every week every Wednesday for a few hours where I have everything like actually kind of goes a certain way it's a little bit more predictable than every other day of the week and I think because it was work in my job um, people with good intentions are like oh gosh enjoy the time with your baby I'm like you enjoy time with my baby I need to do something that makes me feel like me again um and so I guess back to giving yourself permission like if you want to go back to work three weeks later like do your thing yeah um as much as you can right and I know some people have so much guilt about that though leaving for five
0: seconds is so guilty but I find whereas I had a child where I never left and I was always there and but with Lucy, I have to leave more because I am alone and all that kind of stuff. I find the reconnect part, it's just, there's something magical about it. Like mm-hmm. either she is, it. I don't know if behavior's better. We're both happier to see each other. There's just something about it. Now, I'm not saying every single day all the time, you sure. know, but a couple hours with grandma is okay.
2: Yeah. Yeah. It's okay for you. It's okay for her. Mm-hmm. It's okay for you guys' like dance. I right? think it's good for her. I, is it good for the kid? Oh, I think so. And I think this is back to trust your judgment. Yeah. Does that kid feel safe with that person, right? Or is it a big kid or your infant? Like, do you feel safe? Is that a safe person? Um, do the pros outweigh the cons yeah. kind of thing? Um, you just I, hear that in your, It's that's a big thing with our generation. I yeah. feel like it's, It's
0: your baby should be with you. Your baby should be with you. But every time mm-hmm. I've, I mean, obviously safe people. Every time sure. she's gone somewhere else, met a new friend, you know, had playtime, whatever she is always happier I feel like when I see her again or get back with her
2: well and like how cool that you know that about your kid okay yeah right? like how cool that you recognize that in her and can love that piece of her yeah. and that part of her personality maybe the next baby isn't like that right. right but you know that about your baby and how empowering that you're like I know her dance moves I know what makes us better together right. and this is one of those things so I think right she, she needs a break from me maybe yeah. I'm a nightmare <laughs> Maybe I'm just <laughs> like this is
0: lonely. <laughs> She's like, can I get away from this one? Oh mad. talk about exhausting. <laughs> probably it's probably more. I'm like, oh, you're mental. She's like,
3: no, <laughs> this is what I need, my
0: my own, yeah. somebody. That's Amazing. Somebody. All right, I think we can do one more question to wrap up, and then what do you guys? What do you think for any? Because we don't have time for these other yeah. ones on here.
3: Whatever. My ass hurts. Yeah, it's a problem. These stools are... (laughs) They are. Okay.
0: So let's just do the same thing. If you, you know, listen to all this and you find yourself in this position, what's one piece of advice you give them? So
2: Okay, that's good.
0: So if you're a new mom, you've listened to this, it's all resonating with you, what's one piece of advice you give somebody?
2: Oh. (laughs) And the question is, if they are transitioning...
0: Yeah, their new mom. New mom. They're exhausted. They're not... They've lost their identity are a struggle they're on the struggle bus right
2: now <laughs> they're in the trenches <laughs> put your hand up <laughs> um gosh i advice is mm, i want to say like lean into trusting your judgment and if you can't trust your judgment then see if there's somebody else in your circle that you think has decent judgment and lean into theirs um that mama
0: intuition's a thing.
2: It's such a thing. It's a thing. Yeah. Such a thing. Um, I would lean into that, and I would call it what it is, exhaustion, right? Um, irritability, overwhelm. I would do those things, and I would, oh, I don't know, I'm back to like both can be true at the same time kind of language. And the other thing I would really offer, something that you can do right now, is See if you can't change that self-talk or that language from "oh, I have to do this" to like "okay, I'm choosing, mm. I'm choosing to do this." Um, those are just some real kind of accessible ways to reframe the situation, with hopefully without hopefully um, dismissing what you're really going through, right? If like you, if we go back to those thinking in seconds, what is what's a
0: way to um, implement that? actually make it happen i know we can say it but what could they actually do
2: thinking in seconds
0: yeah so if it seems too much too daunting everything ahead of you is too much Mm -hmm. what is like the action plan for that
2: yeah so basic needs is a huge action plan food water shelter right Mm -hmm. um and then like a lot of people say like i do what's right in front of me right? Like what needs to be done right now, which is part of the exhaustion, I will say, because we're always doing, putting out fires or doing what has to be done right now. And it seems like there's no room for planning. Um, But I think that's how we function. And to recognize that that's how we're choosing to function is to do what's right in front of us right now. Um, Bottles, dishes, whatever that might be. Um, Yeah, I would do that. I would stick there, stay there. And don't know yeah I don't know um
0: do we set a timer we set timers for the kids should
2: we set one for ourselves? <laughs> gosh and then minutes. and then you go into how people's cognitions work how their brains mm. work and so that gets a little tricky um but if if before baby you liked yeah. timers mm. maybe try that if before baby you liked lists and planners try that you might find that new mom you is like screw that that's a good one right but like if before baby you liked Dolly Parton to listen to while you do dishes (laughs) turn on Dolly Parton and if she doesn't land then maybe there's something going on that that's changing in you um but you can always kind of revert back to like things that worked that are accessible in before baby you that might be that's awesome no that's great because I think
0: we we have talked about this transformation but maybe it's not as Maybe that, yeah, maybe that old we, part of you is still yeah. there. Yes. It is. You can check on it and see. Yeah. Ask it. Yeah. Ask it. Put it in the chair. <laughs>
2: I'm not going to say that. Put it in <laughs> the chair. Ask it. Ask it. Ask it,
0: Ask it what's up. <laughs> All right, Aaron. we have thoroughly enjoyed you. Yes. You will be tell, back.
1: Tell <laughs> us how our listeners can find you. Where can we follow you? Where can we find you?
2: Yeah. Facebook is honestly the easiest thing right now. It's just Sunrise Therapy Services um, on Facebook and then I also have a website, but it's um, sunrisetherapyservicesllc services com on online, and you can book or just honestly like message me. Um, in your telehealth, so you can do anywhere. Yeah, I can do. Anything. And you're, li- you're licensed in how many states? I'm licensed in four currently. Um, you can service those. Yeah, I can do anyone in the states of Missouri, Vermont, South Carolina, and Florida. Okay. So if you're a resident in any of those states. Um, then we could definitely see if like my services would be a good fit for your needs. Or one thing I love doing with meeting people and future clients is just kind of direct them in a place that might be better suited for them than what I'm able to offer. I'm, I love doing that, so I'm happy to do that. If anyone wants to find me and connect, I'm more than glad to chat. I
1: think all of this information has been so valuable. Thank you so much for being You're
2: here. Band. You're you welcome. Air. Thanks for having me. Okay, yes. bye. Bye. okay, bye. Bye.
0: Hey guys, thanks for watching this episode from Show Me the Mommy podcast. Go ahead and follow us on Facebook, TikTok, Instagram, and YouTube at Show Me the Mommy podcast. You can keep up to date with every episode we release and new guests that are coming our way. See you guys soon.